So this evening, I want to take this opportunity to, to encourage us, even to, you know, to, to challenge us as we enter into our 14th year. Yeah, we, we, are going, we are going to go deeper. We got to have depth yeah, in, in God. Amen? So we cannot just continue on. Yeah, we thank God for these past 13 years. We thank God for the amazing things that God has been doing in our midst. But I believe that even as we enter into our 14th year, God is going to bring us deeper. He's going to make us stronger. Amen? And I, I, I personally believe this as I shared with the leaders last uh, Sunday after the service. And I told them this, we've been praying and, and, and you know, we've been asking God, you know, what's the next phase for our church? And the thing is this, that I'm very, very certain in my spirit, in my heart, that this is what God is going to do in our 14th year. That, you know, all these years that our church, we have been growing consistently, you know, year by year, God is has helping us, you know, and, and, you know, and, and building our church, you know, step by step. But it is going to come a time where it's going to be a springboard for our church. It's going to be, it's not going to be a step, but it's going to be a leap. So let's get ready for that. Even as I continue to pray through that, and I realize that it's not going to get, it's not going to be excitement that's going to get us there. It's not going to be hype that was going to get us there. Yeah, but it's going to be depth that's going to bring us to the place where God has intended for us. Everybody say depth. Depth is important in life because depth speaks of substance. When someone comes to you and say that, you know, you have depth, what do you understand by that? It means this, that you are more than surface. You are more than meets the eye. You are not just as how you look. There's something that's greater than just your appearance. To simply put it, you have quality. Your quality is more than what people can see. And that's what that we need to be as a people of God, that we are not just a people of appearance. We are not just a people, you know, who just have a form of Christianity. We need to be able to live that life that will bring glory and honor to God. So the thing is, is that the issue today with many Christians in churches is the experience factor. A lot of people talk about experience in church. People will say that, oh, it is a good church when they have a good experience. But I want to tell you this, I'm not against experience, but experience varies from person to person. So if you were to understand that, then experience may not be a good denominator to measure a good church. Because what you experience may be good, but to some other person it's not good. Just that it is today, maybe some of you who is hearing, you know, my message of being here in this church and say, you know, some of you say, wow, you know, it's so inspiring. But some of you are like, oh, you know, it's so boring. Because experience is different from one to another. So I want to say this, let us get this right. Experience is not a good denominator for a good church. Though experience is important, it is not everything. Even our spiritual experiences without a deep work of the Holy Spirit, it will not bring much change. It will not have lasting fruits in life. Being part of a happening church doesn't necessarily make you happening. A lot of people want to be part of a church that's exciting, but that doesn't make you exciting. You understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah, you, you know, you, you, may be, well, ex, you, know you, you may be part of a church that's growing. It doesn't mean that you are growing. Everybody wants to be part of a big church. But that doesn't mean you are big. Because all, it comes back down to this. That each and every one of us need to have our depth in God. Amen? We need to have a depth in our walk with God. Experience should never keep people happy on the surface. It should be a catalyst for going deeper with God. A good church must encourage, must inspire, and must build people of depth. A life of substance is a life, a life of depth. A church of substance is a church of depth. Everybody say depth. Amen? So let's turn to Ezekiel 47. In this chapter from verse 1 to verse 12, Ezekiel in his vision was brought to a river, everybody say river, which flowed from the temple. And when, when he was going through the, you know, the, the, when he was going through the different depths of the river, at the end, he came out from the river and in his vision, he looked around and he saw, behold, by the river banks, there were trees, there were, you know, fruits, and, and wherever the river flows, there is life. So in other words, that this river is a life-bringing river. It is a river of fruitfulness. And this river, as Ezekiel had gone through in his vision, had different depths. And every depth is a different experience. So the, the depths reveal how deep we can go with God. So in this, you know, account, in this vision, there were four depths. All right? So what happened was this, that I, I want, to, even we, I mean, before we go into the different depths, I want us to know that this applies to us. You see, the problem is this, that all of us, we are Christians. We look like this. Just imagine with me. We look like this. Alright? So the problem is this. If we just stay like this, there's nothing going to take place in our lives. When we are squeezed, there's nothing that's going to come forth. You get what I mean? So it's very surface. And that's not the way that we should be as believers in Christ. So what happened was this, that in that vision, Ezekiel was brought to a level where it's only ankle-deep waters. So every believer starts with this, ankle-deep. Ankle-deep. There's at least something that comes off. Was being squeezed. But if you stop there, you will be very shallow. Shallow waters offer very little life. Anchor deep waters is good for cooling the feet. You must understand that in those times, in, in Ezekiel's geographical you know, uh, uh, factor, where, where they were was that the land was parched and dry. 
So to, to have river, because in, in the Old Testament, river often speaks about life. So most of the places are dry. So when, when it's dry, it's hot, you know, your feet get hot. So when you find water that's ankle deep, it's really fun to dip your feet into those waters, right? Because it will cool you. But if we keep on just staying at that place, we will not get any further in our walk with God. Shallow Christians want people to know that they are in the water. But they will never want people to know how deep they'll go. I pray that none of us are like that. We can have the form, we can have, you know, the, it looks good on the outside, but I can tell you this, we will be tested when we are squeezed. And what that's inside, if there's no depth, there's very little that you can or you have to offer in this life, in this natural life. You guys following me? Friends, even Jesus talked about shallow Christians. These are people who will receive the word with joy but has no deep roots. When the sun comes up, they last for a short while and then they wither. Paul also, speak, also spoke about this kind of people in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, that these people having a form of godliness but denying his power. Friends, I want to say this. It's very easy to hide behind excitement and hype and happenings. But that's not where we are supposed to be as Christians individually and even as a church. Friends, shallow Christians, they demand more from God, but God should never demand anything from them. That's not how we should be. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you are not a shallow Christian. Then Ezekiel was brought to a place where it's slightly deeper and it's knee deep. So this place, the Christians grow a little bit deeper and has a little bit more to offer. But is it enough? If it's enough, the vision will not go any further than the knee deep. So knee deep waters are like a jacuzzi. How many of you have tried a jacuzzi before? Yeah? You know, we, we get very excited. Yeah, uh, I remember me and Pastor Brenda, we were, you know, away for a short holiday in Phuket and there was a jacuzzi that's, that's at the balcony and every day the water is running and, and it's really fun. You, you, you know, it's only knee deep. Yep. But then when, when we sit down, we, you know, we, we, you know it, it comes up to, to the neck. All right? But it's really fun. It's, it's very comfortable, especially after a long day, a tired you know, day of, of just going around and, you know, it's such a hot day, you dip in the jacuzzi with all the bubbles that's flowing. It's, it's really nice. So, 
the knee-deep waters is a place that's comfortable, a place to relax in. Friends, it's nothing wrong to find some time to rest, some time to relax. But we can never stay in that place forever. Because none of us, as believers in Christ, we should not be relaxing all the time. Am I right? So, a lot of Christians, they like this. They like the, the knee-deep waters. Because it's nice. You go to a church, they speak messages that you like. Never challenge you. Never, you know, expect you to change. You just come week in, week out. People know your name. Yeah, occasionally, you give a good offering. You know, people, you know, will, 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 will love to see you. Every morning when you come, they, they greet you. You like it. But I can tell you this. Even knee-deep, Christians don't really have much to offer when he is being squeezed. You understand? Then he goes on to a place, Ezekiel was brought to a place where it's waist deep. Everybody say waist deep. Oh, now it's getting more serious, right? Yeah, at first it was ankle, then knee. Now he's going even deeper into waist deep. So waist, it goes in. It's halfway. Whoa, it's cool, right? Because it's deeper now. And the waist is our core. So these people, you see, has a, more to offer. Yeah, it's more to offer. And these people have strength. They, they are, you know, they, they have a certain set of, 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 of uh, you know, skills or, or talents and, and they are using it. But they are not fully submerged into God's purpose. When a person is in waist-deep waters, it's very hard to move around in that water. Am I right? When it's waist-deep, when you move around, you try to, you can still stand on, on you know, something that's underneath your, your feet, but as you move, you, you find it difficult. You can't move freely. So people who are waist-deep, God is dealing with them. So these people, even when God deals with them, they have quite a lot to offer, right? Yeah? Quite a lot to offer. Now, this is where most Christians will reach that place and they stop. Because they think, well, I've done enough. But I can tell you this. In waist-deep waters, it can be stretching, it can be painful. And they think that, well, I can offer a bit more because I'm going through some trials in my life and I'm still standing strong. But I want you to know, even waist-deep is not the end. Because there's more to this. Which, Ezekiel, we thank God that in that vision, he was brought into a place where the depth is a swimming deep waters. 
And the Bible tells us, you can't cross by walking. You can't cross by walking. Only swimming can get you in the water or on the water. So what happened is this. So instead of just waist deep, you go all the way in. Amen? And the amazing thing is, this is how it is. The water will help to carry your weight. This tells us that when we flow with God, we find that we depend lesser on ourselves but more on Him. The deeper we go with God, the more we have to offer. Amen. Come on, let's give God a big hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Swimming deep waters is where we should be. Amen. You see, the rest of the, eff- the, rest of, of the different levels requires effort from, from our, a lot of effort, right? But when we are fully submerged, when we swim in that river, God can show us even greater things than what the previous three levels of waters can show us. It's a different dimension all in all. Psalms 42 verse 7 says, Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. Depth brings revelation. When we are immersed with the Holy Spirit, He will reveal things to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 says this, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So when we are, we are submerged in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us. So even when we are squeezed in this life, there's a lot to offer. Amen? There's a lot to offer. Amen? So that's why it's crucial that we need to learn to swim in the river of God. Friends, it is not about dryness. I've heard Christians who say, oh, I feel very dry. You know, I feel that, you know, I, you know, that, uh, you know, I feel that, you know, I, 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 I just don't have enough of God. I tell you what, it is not about dryness. It's a lack of depth in your life. It's a lack of depth. So you, if, you're lack, if you lack depth, what happens is this, you are consistently and constantly dependent on external factors. If the church is happening, wow, you know, you get excited. Oh, when the preacher preaches well, oh, you know, you get inspired. That shouldn't be the way. That teaches you that no matter how, you are still going to be, you know, passionate about God. Amen? That you're going to go with Him, that you're going to, you know, even with all the challenges in your life, you will still know that God is good. That is depth. So the deeper you go, the more soaking you get. So the different depths means the possibilities of going deeper with God. So friends, don't stop at ankle deep. Don't stop at knee deep. Don't stop at waist deep. We need to be submerged. We need to, you know, we need to swim in the river of God. Hallelujah. So because there's so much possibilities, there's so many possibilities that God can do with our lives. How deep we want to go depends on us. 
God is not going to force us. He's not going to take us and then push us down and say, come on, come on, you got to soak in it. It's our decision. It's our part. So don't be ankle deep. Don't be knee deep. Don't be waist deep. But we got to be swimming deep. Amen? Depth also determines the level of our commitment. Friends, Christianity is not lived by experience. It is lived by commitment. When Jesus commanded the people to make disciples of all nations, He made it clear that His command, the Great Commission, is about commitment. Discipleship is not about surface. You can't be surface and yet you say you are a disciple. Discipleship has depth and only depth will produce strong commitment. Friends, we got to set our perspective right. So when it comes to buildings, depth means having a strong foundation. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, Jesus spoke of this. He, he told the people about two builders. And he says this in verse 24, Therefore, whoever hears this saying of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Then the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears this saying of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was his fall. Friends, when Jesus spoke about this, when Jesus taught the people about this, listen to me well, both the wise and the fool has the ability to build. It wasn't one built better than the other. Everything looks the same on the surface. There are two houses. It looks the same. Jesus did not say the one that built upon the rock is a nicer house. But both house, you know, one on the rock and the other on the sand. It looks the same. It is not the differentiation of abilities that Jesus was talking about here. Jesus is talking about the depth, the foundation. The difference is in the foundation. You see, to hit the bedrock, you have to go deep. You cannot be on the surface. You know, friends, when, when we think about this, when we build a house, friends, when, when Jesus... Come on, just be honest. How many of you this evening, you think that when Jesus said build, on the, uh, build a house on the rock, you think that there's a big rock and then there's a house on top? Come on, let's be honest. I know I'm not the only one, right? So every time I read about this, I see a big rock and then the house is on top of a rock. But how many of you have seen houses like that? No. Normally houses are on a flat ground. And then those of you who have bought houses before, you will always stay away from land that was previously Mining land. Am I right? Unless you have no choice. But you will not buy because you always be thinking that, you know, people always tell you, well, previously mining land, yep, it, will, it will sink. Your house will sink. And we always think about that. But you see, what we apply in the natural, we also ought to apply in the supernatural, in the spiritual. So we can't build our houses on sinking sand. We can't build our life on sinking sand. We must build upon the rock. Every house will be tested on its strength. 
It doesn't matter how good it looks, it matters how deep it is founded. The height is the result of the depth. So if you see a building that's high, you will know that the foundation is deep. The higher you go, the deeper foundation you need to have. That provides the foundation for height. If you don't build deep, you can't build high. So as a church, we want to be ready to build deep. Jesus told Simon Peter, after a whole night, they were toiling and they couldn't catch any fish. And it came to a place where after Jesus taught, Jesus told them, come on, let's go launch into the deep. Throw down your nets. Luke chapter 5, verse 4 tells us that. And then what happened? They caught a big number of fish that they could not even contain it. That they have to call their, you know, their, their fisherman friend to come. You see, friends, they have worked all night and caught nothing. It was not that Peter and his friends didn't know how to fish. They were fishermen. But it does tell us there's only in deep waters, they are fishers. Am I right? So, let's think about this. Let's look at, at you know, this, this account that when, when Jesus told them to launch into the deep, friends, this was as much as a miracle and also is as much as being practical in its nature. A lot of times we think that miracles happen when things are, 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 are you know, is so different that it's so extraordinary. But I can tell you this. The ingredients that God uses for a miracle often is in the natural. Can I hear an amen for that? We must build deep. Then God will bring the height. Friends, as a church, how does this apply to us? Every one of us has a, plot, has a part to play. We say, you know, this coming year, in our 14th year, we're going to build deep. So, there are three things that I want to share with you this evening. Firstly, we need to build deeper understanding. Deeper understanding. Everybody say deeper understanding. We need to have a deeper knowledge of God. So we've got to study His Word more. If this year has been a year where, wow, you know, you have, you know, read, you know, you have read through the Bible, you have studied enough, I tell you what, in a 14th year, come on, let's go deeper. Amen? Let's study His Word even more. Amen? Let's be passionate even more for His Word in our lives. Don't just read, let's study. And then we need to have a deeper knowledge of people. Be genuinely concerned for others. You know, we thank God for, for, for God's faithfulness to have brought us thus far. And then when we are here in this place, you know, even right now, maybe some of you find it difficult to, to even, you know, uh, think, oh, who, who is that person? Is the person new? But the person has been coming for the past one year. Friends, I tell you what, it shouldn't be that way. We need to be genuinely concerned for others that we need to know each other better. That's why I want to encourage us to be part of a connect group, be part of something, a ministry in this church. It's not that we need people to serve, we need to make up the numbers. It's not about that. But when you're part of something, people know you. Amen? When you're part of something, you also have the opportunity to know other people. So that's why I'm, I'm really encouraged when I see, you know, a group of aunties, every now and then they have a ukulele class. You know, I, I still remember when, when first, you know, when they first came, the aunties that came to our church, when they first came and they don't know each other, and they are, you know, I mean, humans are humans, whether you're young or old, you're still shy. Am I right? And when aunties want to talk to each other, hello, I, I, you know, and, and nowadays, whoa, 
They even go on road trips to eat. Holidays together. Wow, that's amazing, right? Yeah, but you, you see, when you're part of something, that's why church should never be just for attendance. You should never just go to church, you know, you know just to attend a service or something exciting, you know, you know an event. You just go and then, wow, you know, it's so cool and stuff like that, but then no one knows your name. Then you wait for the next event. I tell you what, that's not the way that we should live as Christians. We need to be part. You know, we don't just be part of church. We need to build church together. Amen? We need to build lives together. So have a deeper understanding. Firstly, a deeper understanding of who God is in our lives. And secondly, a deeper understanding of each other. Amen? Hallelujah. Secondly, build a deeper relationship. Our relationship with God needs to have depth. Last week, remember that, you know, the message that I shared on Sunday, like seeing right, that God is good all the time. Amen? Whether you are in good times or bad times, God is good. But only a deep relationship will be able to tell you that. Because a deep relationship will tell you that not every time things is going to go your way. You don't give up just because of some, you know, challenges in that relationship. When a relationship is deep, you will weather through together. So the deeper we go, the greater the soaking will be. Amen? And I thank God God doesn't press us down for forever and ever and ever. Yeah? Deeper relationship with God means that we also must be ready for a greater soaking and also a greater squeezing in our lives. Challenges is going to be tougher. It's not going to get easier if we want more of God. How do we really able to say that someone has more of God? It's not just in the appearance, but it is when that person, when in his life, you know that a person has more of God, when you see his life being squeezed and there's just so much outflowing. The Bible says that our belly shall flow rivers of lingering water. That even in the most challenging of situations, life will still go forth and not death. The greater the squeezing, the greater the outflow when we have depth with God. So when it comes to people, let's build deeper relationship with each other. What do we understand by that when we have a deeper relationship with each other? Friends, let me say it right in this, in this time, in this church. Don't get easily hurt. Don't get easily hurt. Don't just because of somebody says something, then you, you get upset. Don't be. Come on, guys. Depth will teach you that is more than all this. Surface will tell you, or oh, a person says something not nice to you, yeah, you don't friend a person. That's what kids do, right? I don't want to friend you anymore. It should not be the way. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I will, I will still friend you no matter what. All right? Come on, say with conviction, all right? Wives, tell that to your husband, all right? Amen. 
when people are not easily hurt, I tell you what, they are fast to bring healing. That's what we should be as a church, to have deeper relationship. Deeper relationship with God, more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen? And then, with each other, come on, don't be easily hurt. Don't be, you know, just a little bit of people say something about you or, or you're not happy with, then you get upset, you want to come to church. Come on, we are deeper than that. Turn to our neighbor, tell your neighbor, hey, he's talking about you, you know? Amen? And then the last point, we need to build deeper joy. Amen? Joy is always in the knowing the why we do what we do. So don't just come to church and, and just be a member of this church. I think we have passed that. If you have been here in this church long, you know, you, you would know that it's not about membership. It's really about doing life together. Amen? Our journey with God can at times be frustrating. Am I right? Come on, let's be, 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 be honest here. You know, at times it can be challenging, right? Yeah, how many of you, you've been a Christian for many years that there's, there's not even a moment in your life that you are not frustrated? Come on. That there's not even a single moment in your life that's been challenging. No, right? At least I'm talking to humans here, right? It can be frustrating, it can be challenging, but always remind ourselves why we first believe. Friends, I always say this. We didn't come to church because of people. We didn't come to believe God because of people. Why should we leave church or leave God because of people? Am I right? Oh, you know that person, oh, you know, it's so terrible, I don't believe anymore. Surface! Oh, that minister, you know what, at church, you know what, they were so ever, but then now you don't see what happened to them. Surface. Just because of that, you don't believe. Come on. We need to be a people of depth. Come on. Our joy must be in the Lord. As a church, let's enjoy this journey together. And it helps to bring a little laughter to each other. Amen? So therefore, to build deeper joy, let's have a bigger heart. Amen? I pray that in this journey, whether it's good times or bad times, we will laugh together through. Amen? Even as we, you know, going to celebrate our 13th year and going into our 14th year, come on, let's get ready to launch into the deep. As I believe that God is going to springboard us to the next level. It's not just a step or two, it's going to be a springboard. So we must be ready for that. We must go deep. Amen? We must go deep. We must build deep. Amen? Come on, let's tell you know, someone next to you, build deep, go deep. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? So church, God is good. Amen? Are you excited about what God is going to do in these coming years? Are you excited for God to bring you to a deeper level with Him? Don't just be surface. Don't just follow whatever. That, you know, sometimes we, as surface Christians, they just want things the way that they want things. It's not the way, friends. But when we build it, remember this. Let this image sink into our life. Amen. So much to offer. Amen.
not just knee deep. That's it. Not just knee deep. Not just waist deep. But let us be swimming deep. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So friends, it's time. Friends, really thank God for these 13 years. You know, when they were putting up the wall outside and I was just there just looking through the every year of the different things that God has brought us through and the different people that have come along the way. And I really thank God. It's not just because people just fulfill their duty, but the people who were there, the people who helped to constantly build, constantly give, constantly, you know, journey together is because they believe together. And as one, as a church, we need to believe together even in the coming years that's ahead of us. Because God has so much in store for all of us. So I want to encourage us as we, deep, as we you know, launch deep in the coming year. Let's build even deeper in our relationship with God, relationship with each other. Let's build deeper as a people of God that we will not be easily shaken when the storm comes, when the wind blows. We will stand strong until the end, even until when we see Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So church, come on. Let's build deep. Don't just get excited about happenings. Yeah, don't just get excited. I believe that one day our church will grow, but I'm not excited about the numbers. I'm excited about the depth. Amen. That every one of us will grow strong. Amen. That we need to really go deep with God. We don't go deep just because of an environment. We grow deep in spite of the environment. Amen. So that's what we need to be. Friends, I want to encourage us. You know, if you are here this, this evening and you are thinking, oh, you know, you're looking for an exciting church, I tell you what, the excitement can only go as far as just on surface level. But there's excitement that God can do in our lives that runs deep into our spirit when we desire, when we choose to build deep in the most boring of environments, I tell you what, we can still bring the excitement because God is in us and through us. Amen? So friends, don't look for the, you know, there's a reason why we did a medley of the songs that we, we did earlier on. Yeah, I know that some of us are like, wow, you know, those songs. I can't believe that we have sang that before. You know? But I tell you what, if you are a person of depth, no matter what song, you still worship God. Yeah. When you are a person of depth, no matter what situation, you still believe and trust God. Amen. No matter, if you are, you are a person of depth, no matter what the environment may be, church may not be as exciting as you think it will be, but yet you will still build and you still, you know, you're still being, you know, part of a builder in the house of God. Friends, don't just hop to the next happening church because you'll be very disappointed. You'll be just living on the surface, but we need to build deep. So church, let's build deep. 
I really pray that when people come to our church, it's not because of the excitement here, you know, that the environment, but people come to church because there's depth Amen. in each and every one of us, that this church has depth. Yeah. Amen? But we build this together, not just only a few people, not just the leaders, but every one of us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Why not let's turn to Jesus this evening. Let's look to Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's worship God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shunari Ababarahanu. Thank you, Lord. Shunari Ababarahandi, the Amasunari, the Anarabahana. Come on, let's go deep with God. Let's make a decision in our hearts this evening. Maybe you're going through some things in your life right now. But instead of asking God, that God, you know, just turn all these things to your favour, ask God to bring you deeper. Deeper in your understanding of what you're going through. A deeper, you know, relationship in spite of all these things. Even a deeper strength to weather through this. Come on. Let's look to Jesus. Don't be surface. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, I believe that this evening, all of us need to make a decision to build deep, to desire for even a greater depth with God in our lives, rather than just being a surface. And you know, those of you visiting us to this evening, I want to encourage you, bring this passion with you back to your home church and to really build deep instead of just looking through and and you know oh you know this church this that this and that and you know complaining about this but come on let's build deep people of depth will be able in spite of situations still be able to help to build amen, amen. and that's what we need to be even as a people of god so i want to encourage us that's why i always tell our church members wherever you go don't compare don't don't you know even they don't sing the latest songs you know you still are able to worship even though the church may not be how the expression it may be, like how Harvest Generation is, wherever you go, come on, still serve. That's why a lot of our students who have gone overseas, they are still, you know, part of a, a church and they are serving and they are, you know, they are growing and that's, that's what depth is all about. It's not about being part of a happening church when they go somewhere and then there's no happening church. They, they, don't, they don't even last for a while. They don't want to go church anymore because the church is not happening. That's not people of depth. That's people of surface. And we should not be that way. So that's why I want to encourage us to build that. You know, some of you may be going overseas to work or you know, you'll be you know, transferred to, to somewhere else or you're going every, you know, some, maybe to a place that there's no, you know, uh, no even charismatic church per se. But I want to encourage you, if you are people of depth, you will still flourish wherever that you are planted. Amen. Amen? That's what deep roots is all about. So I want to encourage you, this is how this church should be. Friends, even if Harvest Generation is no longer around one day, we will still have depth with God. 
Even Harvest Generations may not exist anymore, we will still be passionately loving God. Amen? So I want to encourage you. Come on, even on Sundays when we come to church, don't come in and like, you know, complain about this and that. We are not a perfect church. Because you and I, we are not perfect. But because we are people of depth, yeah, we overlook, you know, all this imperfection and to say, come on, let's join our hearts, let's build even greater in spite of not having everything that we want or everything that we have, we will still push on, we will still chart, you know, chart forward for the kingdom and for the glory of God. That's what Harvest Generation should be. Amen? So church, it's going to be great. 14th year is going to be even more awesome. Amen? Because we're going to build deeper with God. Amen. Come on, let's lift up our hands to God. Let's pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. It is you who have made it all possible. Lord, in this past 13 years, Lord, you have shown. Lord, what a great, and awesome and mighty God you are, O oh God, in our lives. Lord, we don't want to look, just look at your hands of what you have done. But Lord, we want to look to you as our God, as our Savior. Thank you, O oh Father, for including us in this plan. Lord, that you have, O oh Father, on this earth, O oh God. So Lord, we pray, may we be found faithful in even building deeper in the coming years with you, O oh God. So Lord, we know, O oh God, that in Jesus' name, Lord, that we're going to be a people of depth. Lord, we're going to, Lord, Lord, even have a greater revelation of who you are and what you are about to do, Lord, in this land, even in our lives and through our church. So, Lord, we want to thank you again. Lord, it's your faithfulness, it is your goodness. And, Lord, may the coming years, Lord, that we're going to even be greater partners with you, O Father, to build this kingdom and to reach this world. Lord, we thank you. We pray. Bless us indeed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.